welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. On today's episode, I have one of my longtime friends, David Charles, back on the podcast. Dave was the very first episode of the podcast uh, when I kind of just recorded it just to kind of test out to see what people would think if I decided to host my own podcast. And we recorded that episode and then waited uh, about a good six, seven months before I, I, I attempted to record another episode. But Dave's episode was the episode that that really encouraged me. I got so many kind emails and stuff from people when I first launched it, including Tyler Glenn from Neon Trees. Uh, of course, Dave is the tour guitarist for Neon Trees. And after I'd released the episode, Tyler was the one that had reached out and told me that he had really enjoyed it. And it made me decide that I was going to pursue it. I still had no clue what I was doing, which is why, you know, several months went by before I recorded another episode. Um, but, you know, from, from then on, I, I just continued to record and find people to talk to. Of course, you know, as I've mentioned in past episodes, you know, it didn't, it didn't have the consistency that I had wanted, uh, and basically until now. Uh, but it was fun to be able to sit down and catch up with Dave. Uh, you know, this is how we have to catch up, <laughs> you know, is sitting down and recording a conversation. Uh, we had a lot of fun being able to sit back and chat. And, you know, this episode, honestly, is just kind of a bunch of nonsense of two longtime friends kind of catching up. Uh, you know, we both we both grew up in Utah, both now live here in Los Angeles, uh, only a few streets away from each other. So it's kind of pathetic that we don't see each other as often as we really should living so close. Uh, unless like Dave shows up at a comedy show that I'm at, or if I drive past him and he's waiting to cross a crosswalk, as you'll hear we talk about in the episode. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun being able to catch up with Dave. Just kind of bullshit. Here's some of the new stuff he's been doing with Neon Trees. He just got back uh, from some weekend shows they were doing at some colleges and a few festivals. Uh, yeah, it was just so great to be able to sit down and catch up with him. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy kind of hearing what he's been up to uh, since the very first episode all those years ago. Uh, yeah, it was so much fun talking to him. I apologize for the lack of episode last week. I know I had promised I would stay with consistency, and if I you know, didn't have a guest that I would just fill in and do my own solo episode. Uh, we were supposed to have a guest last week. Everybody fell through. I know you're probably thinking, Tim, why are you not banking episodes? So if someone falls through, there's an episode. Trust me, I'm trying to get some episodes banked right now you know, to, to be able to cover up if somebody falls through. But there have been a lot of scheduling uh, mishaps, especially with so many shows going back into production. You know, as the fall TV season starts back up, everybody's schedules are all over the place. And so it's been a little hectic. Uh, I was still going to record a solo episode and even do a re-release of an old, old episode that most of you probably can't even find anymore. And and then my, my main excuse was I had family come into town. I haven't seen my parents in a couple of years. They came out here to go to Disneyland. Uh, my sister and her husband were here. And everything just kind of got away from me. I was I was planning I was going to just quickly throw something up. Um, basically, the day my parents got into town, I was not expecting to see them. You know, we 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 had plans set, but not for that day. And then they decided, you know, they got checked into their hotel in Anaheim and decided, what the hell? We'll drive up to we'll drive up to Hollywood and, and see Tim and and my wife. And so you know, just kind of took us by surprise. Um, and before I knew it, the week was already starting to wrap up, and I had gone a week without posting an episode. So I do apologize for that. Um, you know, it was just bad scheduling on my part. Uh, but, you know, we do have this episode with Dave, and then I will have a couple of new episodes next week. Um, when I talk about a re-release, there's some episodes that are really old, uh, still when I was trying to figure things out, but episodes that I would love for people to be able to hear because I am kind of taking away some of the old episodes since it really does not represent the show, uh, any longer. Uh, and, and, you know, just episodes that I don't feel are strong and just really don't represent the voice of the show. And so, 
you know, I've, de I've decided it'll probably be only the most recent 50 that'll be available, but there are some old ones that I want you guys to be able to have, like Pete Holmes, Tracy Morgan, Kurt Brownell, or some of those that are just really fun. Uh, so I'll be doing a re-release uh, with Pete as well as some other news. So it's not just me reposting an old episode, uh, but it'll also have some, some new stuff uh, as well. Uh, so make sure you guys look for that. Now, as we launch these new episodes, I had mentioned that we were going to be releasing every Friday. Kind of doing my research, you know, we've talked a lot about getting better, making sure that things are better with the podcast. We are going to change that date. So just kind of doing some research. The end of the week is not the best time to be releasing podcasts. It's the beginning of the week. Now, we're definitely not going to be doing Mondays because I feel like every podcast releases on Monday. And so we don't want to be lost in just kind of the cog of the podcast machine. Uh, so going forward, I'm going to be releasing episodes every Tuesday. So that way, you know, it's, it's right at the start of your week. You've got more time to be able to listen. Uh, so we want to make sure that we're reaching as many people as possible and keeping a lot of our, of our favorite listeners on board, not just kind of getting lost in the weekend shuffle. Uh, so look for it now. Going forward after this episode, every Tuesday there will be new episodes. So again, look for that. We do have a guest coming on next week, but I don't, I don't know that I'm going to rush that episode out. Uh, so next week will probably be the re-release of Pete Holmes uh, because it's an episode that you can't really find anymore that I want you guys to be able to hear again because Pete gave a lot of great advice uh, in that episode and it was a lot of fun chatting with Pete uh, when I recorded that. And of course, Pete's got a lot of great stuff going on that we'll talk about uh, in the intro of that episode. Uh, so look for that next week. A quick shout out. This episode is a little long, so I'm just going to wrap things up real quick here. A couple shows that I want you guys to check out on NBC uh, from some of our past guests. Of course, Moses Storm um, is one of the stars of the new NBC comedy Sunnyside that's on Thursday nights on NBC, so make sure you look for that. Of course, starring Cal Penn, Joel Kim Booster, just a lot of people that we absolutely love. And, you know, Moses, it was a great episode of the podcast. So make sure uh, that you support Moses and go and check out Sunnyside on NBC. Also on NBC, a little late with Lily Singh premiered uh, this last week. New show in Late Night, taking over Carson Daly's spot. Then one of our past guests, one of my Meltdown family members, Jonathan Giles, is on the writing staff for A Little Late with Lily Singh. And, you know, it's so exciting just to be able to see people that, you know, I got to know as I came here that have been on the podcast that are just such hard workers and, you know, chasing down what all of us are fighting for and Jonathan being a writer on the show. Uh, it's just been very exciting, uh, you know, to kind of see some of the behind the scenes on his Instagram and everything of everything that he's doing with the show. Uh, so please check that out. A little, little late with Lily Singh. Uh, if you don't have, you know, regular TV like I do, uh, you know, you're watching on Hulu. Both shows are available on Hulu. Uh, so you can check those out as well. Uh, again, thank you to David Charles for taking the time to come down and catch up. Again, this is really just us hanging out and catching up and just kind of shooting the shit. And why not record it for everybody to hear? Uh, it was so much fun being able just to sit down and talk with Dave and find out what he's been up to uh, over the last little while. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Tune in on Tuesday so that you can hear another new episode. Uh, so just a couple days away. It'll be October 1st. It's crazy that October is already here. And of course, on October 1st, you can find our first episode of 2019's 31 Days of Horror up on Instagram. That'll be at TimDrake42 as well as at On The Mic Podcast. So look for both of those with a new series of 31 Days of Horror uh, that we're going to be filming like crazy for the next couple of weeks. It is going to be the death of me, no pun intended. Uh, but in, for now, enjoy this episode with David Charles. We'll see you next week.
record while we're just kind of while we're just BSing. Yeah, it's not like there's anything any special like lead in or anything. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah, I I usually record like an intro afterwards. Uh huh. And I just hit record and whatever happens happens. <laughs> Since we're not in a studio, we don't get to do that thing where I go, "Oh, are we recording?" Yeah. Because there's not like an engineer here just rolling. Yeah. As we sit down. I would. I oh, I still get that all the time though. I'll hit record and just like, yeah, I'm just getting our levels and we'll see. We'll see. You know, I'll cut out anything, and then we'll be 20 minutes in and somebody's always like, "Wait, are we are we going?" I'm like, yeah, we've been going for 20 minutes. <laughs> Is this it? Okay. <laughs> The the best was I had Christina Wong call in on an episode, uh-huh. and it was like a thirty five minute episode since it was a phone interview, and we get done. And I start thinking, and she's like, "Wait, that was it?" And then she's like, "Oh, I hope I didn't say anything." <laughs> she just thought we were shooting the shit for thirty five minutes, and she's like, "Oh, there's just a pre interview, like a a test." Yeah. Okay. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to take a phone interview and then just BS with you for thirty five minutes." Like, so now whenever, like, in the rare chance I still do a phone interview, I always tell the publicist ahead of time. I'm just like, um, we're going to be rolling, like, as the call comes in. So just so they know that that usually they just, they're ready to go the second it comes in. Instead of like, so so what, what, what are we doing? Uh, that's why I hate doing the phoners is because they're, they're always people that are just on a press day. And oh, yeah. I'm just another person in their book. And then they're just like... Cool, yeah. Uh, who are you? Where, where, where are we calling from? <laughs> what radio station is this? What morning zoo crew yeah. is? What's going on? Yeah, and and, ha- and having done that whole morning show stuff for so many years, it was just like you could see how dead behind the eyes some of them were that were even coming into studios because they hated do. And it's like it's fun to have them in and whatnot, but so many of them hate doing the morning radio stuff. Yeah, I can't imagine. Even just being around the band doing like one radio station in a day kind of feels tedious. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, even as a band, I mean, they're weird shows and interviews to have to do. Because it's kind of out of the normality of everything. And Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've been at a couple, like when I was at X96, Neon Trees did one. And it was kind of like squishing into this like... Kind of like the lunchroom area, <laughs> Broadway media, and the, you know they were just kind of like, all right, well we're here, and like you could tell that it was just like smushed in, not like the normal flow. Yeah, it's even better now when they have contest winners and fans there, and you perform, you do a performance. Yeah. But back in the early days, when it was just like, oh, just go into the studio and record an acoustic version of this song for us, and it's just us and the. The DJs. Yeah. That was always... And and they're sitting in the producer's booth, and they're just like, that was great! Come on! You're on this station now! Now, now give us like 10 drops, telling us you're listening to Neon Trees on... <laughs> yeah, luckily <laughs> I never had to be there for those things. The, uh, oh, what do they call them? Just the, state, the station IDs. Yeah, the station the random... ID drops and the bumpers and... Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're so brutal. Like, every time I'm over at a late night show, I mean, especially Kimmel... And you watch him have to do those, and he's just like, hi, so-and-so. Hi, Pittsburgh. And he just goes through and just, like, rattles off, like, ten of them. Yeah. And it's just like, you can f- you can slightly feel, like, the defeating nature of it. It's just like, all right, I just have to do this. It's part of the job. 
This is making me think of Mr. Peanut Butter when he's doing those on uh, BoJack Horseman. Oh, Bojack. He's just like, hey, Seattle, grunge, space needle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you see the BoJack Horseman news today? Uh, no. Yeah, is it's, it... it's now going to be the final season. Oh, because of the uh, the union, the labor issues, or is it just they I think it's run just their, their course? It's just run its course. Okay. I, I didn't bother to read the article. I just read the headline. Oh. <laughs> so you don't know. I don't know. But, but it is the final season. But being a Netflix show, I imagine it's just I mean, run I, its course. I hope that it was a choice. I'd hate for a Dan prematurely. It's one of my favorite things yeah. to happen. Yeah, um, it's a fantastic show. Yeah. So yeah, I I should I probably should read the, read the article eventually. I will. <laughs> it was more I was scrolling through Variety. Let's and just kind of saw. I was just like, huh. All right. Oh, this is it. Well, let's just speculate. Um, <laughs> will Arnett was just through. He's like, I'd rather do GMC ads. <laughs> I think that's what he does. The it's weird to hear him on ads now because yeah. you're like, why is BoJack selling me? chicken there was some food commercial i can't remember what it was but it it takes a second i, I don't know if there's any more off-putting voiceover that's on a commercial well more or less voiceover artist turned face of a commercial uh-huh. than h john benjamin being arby's oh yeah i'm just like why is bob telling me to eat at arby's this <laughs> This, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> or Archer. And they still have Ving Rhames doing the We Have the Meats, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, they got two two faces now. <laughs> two faces of Arby's. Yeah, that's... There, there's many faces of Arby's. That could be one of those shirts. Just like the faces of Arby's. <laughs> just the proud Mount Rushmore of Arby's. <laughs> it's, 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 that's my... That's what I like to follow. I just noticed this table like a second ago. All these old stickers of bands that I've long forgotten. Yeah, this this is basically... You and I can connect to pretty much any sticker on here because this was all back from the time when we even yep. first met. This is, <laughs> this is local in the Southtown Mall in Sandy, Utah. Yeah, pretty much. X okay. I'm just hitting the table, so that's fun. <laughs> yeah, it was like it's that and warp tour, just like everything just like continually being handed out to us every time we'd place an order with a record label and they were just like, Here's a million stickers. This is this is two thousand six the table. <laughs> There's a lot of things I forgot about. Yeah, every so often I'll, I'll look at something on here and I'm just like, oh yeah, and I'll want to cover it up with another sticker. And I'm like, oh, but the sentimental value to me of that, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, there's there's some of them on here. I mean, there's several reality broken ones on here and it's just like, oh yeah, it's like I'm pretty sure Natty stopped doing that years and years and years ago. Yeah, I forgot that was Natty even. <laughs> you said reality broken and I was like, wait a minute, I know who did that. Yeah, like there's there's one of there's one of them here. Anybody listening is like, what the fuck is reality broken? And it was a clothing line that the drummer from the Young Electric, or some people know him as the Trademark, mm-hmm. that uh, that he had. It was a great clothing line. I I always really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I still have some of it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I had to get rid of like all my old shirts 
It's okay. <laughs> Anything that had like lettering on it, I just I decided, no, I'm going to be a plain shirt guy. <laughs> I don't want to stand out or make any sort of statement in any way. I need people to just look at me as a blank canvas. <laughs> Otherwise, like, yeah, as a young kid, I was like, man, I really need to broadcast my personality through yeah. what I'm wearing. And then I just hit a point where I, I didn't even like like the brand of the guitar I was playing to show. <laughs> I don't know what triggered that, but I decided I just couldn't. The the irony of that, too, being that your car, when we first met, we just knew was the Third Eye Blind Mobile. Oh, yeah. Because you had, so, you had several Third Eye Blind stickers on the back of it. <laughs> I bought those giant mailbox reflective letters to put 3eb under there (laughs) when we tried to resell the car we couldn't get it off (laughs) had had a hair dryer out there and was just trying to remove these stickers but they were they were stuck on there i think we just sold it with 3eb on there (laughs) When, when i had sold at the time at that same time i had my my white chevy blazer no. And I had uh, I had a Radio from Hell sticker, the one that had like the horns and the tail. Uh-huh. I had that on both of my side windows. And when I sold that car, I didn't bother removing anything. I was like, whatever, you're buying it as is. Yeah. And about six, seven months later, I was at the movies. And I saw my car, and I was just like, that, that's my old car. And I, like, I walked around the other side, and there was both of the Radio from Hell stickers. <laughs> And I was like, all right, well, I'm glad you guys like Radio from Hell, because you just kept them on there. Or you found someone that's just so profoundly lazy. Yeah. They don't know where that... <laughs> just a razor blade would be just very yeah. easy to get off glass. Yeah, I would like to think that they were just that lazy, or they're just like, eh, I like that station now. <laughs> just someone that adapts their lifestyle to suit their laziness. Well... I guess I'm a radio from hell person now because there's no way I'm cleaning this window. It's just forever grime just over the window because they won't clean it off. <laughs> it's it's funny you mentioned being a plain shirt guy too because like I've tried to make that transition, uh-huh. but then there's always like a new Star Wars shirt or something where I'm just like, I need that. <laughs> that speaks to me. <laughs> I have to. And then my wife's always just like, you just bought like... 10 blank black shirts and i'm just like but star wars (laughs) it's got boba fett as a skeleton why would i not get that yeah and that makes sense to me i guess yeah if it if it makes you happy to be like look at your own shirt and be like i love this yeah yeah i was always worried that i was like oh what do people what do other people (laughs) think (laughs) i gotta be i gotta be plain guy (laughs) i'm not confident enough to uh have opinions on my shirt or my anything. Even this hat I'm wearing, you'll notice. Yeah, no, it's no logo. It's a blank hat. Yeah. There's no team logo on there. <laughs> I feel like one time I was jogging with a Kansas City Chiefs hat on and someone yelled at me and chased me partway through the intersection. And I thought, I can't. Nope. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to give any reason for people to interact with me <laughs> or think they know something about me. I Nope. I'm out. I gotta just colors. I gotta stick with colors. Even a red hat these days. Yeah. It's it's a problem. Yeah, know. somebody's eventually just gonna be like, Hey blue hat <laughs> Blue hat <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's already started. It's become like an unintentional trademark and it's really just like I like the color blue and I don't like to comb my hair. <laughs> so uh I put on a hat. 
Yeah. This is <laughs> this is the transition into just old man. It's like I just put on a hat and it's blank and I go about my day. <laughs> Whatever. Now, you just got off the road doing some shows. Uh, we uh, just did um like a weekend of fly dates. We did St. Charles, Missouri. Uh, I'm hard to forget. Tempe, Arizona, and Sacramento. It was just two college shows. Nice. And a festival. Um, fun fact, the festival in Sacramento, we kind of mismanaged our time, had some technical issues going on stage, then had some miscommunication on stage between stage manager, tour manager, us, uh, we got cut off before everybody talks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. We were in the middle of sleeping with a friend. And then uh, as soon as it ended, they had to get in our ears and say, uh, that was it. We cannot play one more song. So, oh, jeez. Yeah. If we had figured it out earlier, we could have, you know, cut a more appropriate song. But instead, it had yeah. to be like, hey, guys, you know, the biggest single that everyone knows we're not going to play it. <laughs> did Tyler actually say he that? He did, yeah. <laughs> I felt bad because he kind of like demonized, like, hey, they're kicking us off. Um, but it was like, well, things didn't run smoothly enough. But then again, like, what's the, how strict is the curfew at this place? Yeah. You know, outside at the soccer stadium in Sacramento. But, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so people booed and... uh chanted the band name and everybody walked off stage and that was that 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 is awkward i think that happened that had to have happened to my chemical romance the last time i saw them on their last tour that they had done with blink 182 they were playing usana uh-huh. uh, in in, uh, in utah and they didn't play like they just kind of ended and everybody was like wait was that it they didn't they didn't play like a big chunk of like their hits and they played like a shorter set and they were just done. Hmm. And we were all just like, um, huh. Okay. <laughs> you got to wonder if that was like inner band turmoil. Yeah. And I've always wondered that too. Like, was there just shit going on with them or what just happened? Because yeah, it was just, all right, well, thanks. And they left the stage and yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was, and it was their last tour. So it kind of, it kind of bummed me out because I was like, I know this is your guys' kind of final thing, and all right, guess that's all we're getting. They <laughs> were just over it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that seems like probably they just—they <laughs> were tired of looking at each other. I don't even know why yeah. they broke up or quit. And they're always there's continually rumors that they're getting back together, and but I who knows? I heard that rumor. And I keep hoping that it's true. Yeah, I mean, we did that one tour with them, and that was. That was a great time. Yeah. We basically hit all the same venues as we did on the 30 Seconds to Mars tour, except for, you know, my chemical romance is less weird than Jared Leto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember I was doing promoting on that first tour with the venue that was in Salt Lake. Uh, when you guys came through with uh, with Mute Math. And, uh, oh, yeah. And I just remember being told that everybody was going to have to clear out of the venue uh, while Jared Leto came in before sound check. Yeah, and sound checks, it was a rule you weren't supposed to watch. Yeah, and we, I just remember I was like, wait, what? We, we have to leave? <laughs> like, okay. I remember that venue, all the stagehands were just like 16-year-old yeah. boys that someone like just went to the local 
church and grabbed the priests. And they yeah, were like, pretty much. You guys want to work for the <laughs> afternoon? It was. You, you guys want to see a rock show? It was, <laughs> was kind of sad because we're like, oh, it's our hometown show. And then we're like, the venue is not run. <laughs> no, it was. Just, it's everybody's nephew and his friends just trying to load your gear on here. That yeah. was, uh, it was it was a weird place to do promotions at, to say the least. Yeah, it's like there were some great shows, and I got a, I got I got to meet bands that I'd always wanted to meet, but at the same time, it was just like I feel icky. <laughs> that was the best way I could describe it. It was just kind of like something about all this. Just hmm, is that venue still there? Was that the I complex? No, no, it was the the rel. The rail, the rail event center, because it was right off the train tracks. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's the theme, the depot, the rail, all yeah. that stuff. Because you, you know, Salt Lake's known for its rail system. That's that's the big thing Salt Lake's known for. Everybody knows that and the jazz music. <laughs> <laughs> They're really having a hard time branding themselves in Salt Lake. Like, what's our theme? How about trains? Okay, okay, well, I'll hear you, I'll hear you out. What about jazz music? <laughs> Wait, is the baseball team, what are they now? They're still the bees. They're still the bees? Yeah. Okay. The bees make sense because it's the beehive state. Yeah, the beehive state. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That the, and then for the brief bit, they were the trappers, I remember growing up. The trappers? Yeah, they were the Salt Lake trappers. And then they were they were the affiliate of the, the Minnesota Twins at the time. Mm-hmm. Where now they're, they're still with the Angels. Yeah. And like the a, Angels is even on brand for Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it it that part of it somewhat makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember the twins bit back when that was when they're the buzz, that's what it was. Yeah, well it was the buzz and the trappers because mm. they if I remember right, they were like the buzz, then the trappers and the buzz again. <laughs> so and I I legitimately have a buzz pennant somewhere somewhere up top there. That I found the other day while we were cleaning through some things. And I was just like, wow. You got to clear a... out some old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was in, I, I found a box of like childhood crap uh-huh. that I was going through. And that's what it was in. Where I was just like, oh, this is probably worth something. <laughs> it's probably not, but I like to tell myself that it is. <laughs> Collectors are paying thousands of dollars for old AAA yeah. baseball pennants. From Salt Lake, particularly. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> there's some guys that there's like, if I could only get my hands on a Salt Lake buzz pennant, my life will be set. <laughs> I'm an eccentric millionaire who just wants to spend money. <laughs> I do want an Albuquerque Isotopes one though. If I oh. could, if I could get one of those, that would be. You could probably still get a current one. Oh yeah, you could definitely get a current one. Yeah, yeah. I've I've always wanted that in one of their hats, just because I don't think a lot of people would get it. Like out here, maybe. Yeah. Out here, there's going to be people that'll totally get it. But... Yeah. If you go to stone cutters with it, of yeah. course. Yeah. Do Do you go to stone cutters very often? Um, I've only been twice since they moved to Hyperion, um, cause it's such a, I don't know, just lining up there is a real hassle. Yeah. Like I'm standing in this very tiny coffee shop, right. <laughs> feeling like a burden to all the employees. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, I'm just some idiot here to watch cartoons on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Um, uh i i'm not gonna buy a coffee i feel bad maybe yeah. i should 
Um, I've only been to one thing over there, and it was Julie Prescott, who does, who's part of Stonecutters. Yeah. She does her lecture series over there as well. And they were doing one on uh, animation a couple weeks ago. And I was like, all right, I was like, I'm working on a few little animated projects. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to hop over there and just kind of see what some of these, these guys are talking about. And you know, walking, I was like, where do I go? Like I was a few minutes late. And then still like, once I got in there, I was like, nobody like directed me anywhere. I was like, do I buy coffee? Do I just, and I just like stumble into the room and there was like one seat left, like right up front of the side of the stage okay. and they hadn't started yet. It's like, I just kind of managed to sit down and be in my stature. I'm like, I don't want to be on the front row. <laughs> like I'm still well lit now. <laughs> I It'd guess... be like if Shamu could walk and just sat on the front row. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised there was a spot in the front row. I guess some yeah. people have that same fear. They're like, ah, oh, the light is still touching right. me. Yeah, and then I just felt awkward the entire time because I was like, I, I was as close to like one of the panels as I am to you right now. Oh, man. And so, and they're facing the audience and I'm just to the side, just like, don't look at me. I feel really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> And then, and then I made the mistake to walk home from there. I, I had grabbed an Uber over uh-huh. and then made the mistake to walk home. That is a lot of uphill. Yeah, that's a, that's uh, a pretty healthy walk there. Yeah. I've... yeah. By the time I was done and I got home, I was just like, that was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> I do that like at night where I'm like, I'm going to go for a stroll. And then I have to take a shower at one in the morning because I went on a midnight <laughs> stroll and I was like, oh yeah, it is humid in Los Angeles. Yeah. I forget that I'm all sticky and gross. You you were out for a stroll a few weeks ago and we were coming through the light and you were... Was, was this by 7-Eleven? Yes. Okay, I was on a run. I remember <laughs> someone honked and I was like, who do I know around here? <laughs> Someone yelled something, but I always have my headphones in, like glasses on, yeah. head down. <laughs> my wife and I were going past, and I was like, "There's Dave." <laughs> and so we honked, and like we were waving, and I was just like, "I don't think Dave knew that was us." And I was like, "I'll text him." And then I totally forgot to text you, <laughs> and it dawned on me the other day, and I was like, yeah, "I'll just tell him when he comes over." <laughs> yeah. That was a while ago, yeah. but I still do remember. I was like, the only person I could think that might have been was Tim. <laughs> That's it. I just like was, who in the world was that? <laughs> that was one of those times I probably checked to make sure. To, do I have something on my hat? <laughs> are my clothes not plain enough? Why are people addressing me in public? Yeah, I've, I've stopped trying to wave to people when I see them mm-hmm. because I've realized it just is that awkward where they, I mean, here you can't really stop to wave to somebody. Yeah. And so it's like, I'll see somebody I know out for a walk and whatnot. And I'll go to wave and I'm just like, they're just going to be like, who's the crazy person waving at me as they speed on past. What is, what is this person that greets other people? It's <laughs> not what happens. The, I, I was coming down one of the streets just right north of us and i was kind of going slow because that's residential mm-hmm. and pete holmes was out walking his baby oh, on a leash and everything and <laughs> <laughs> and i went to like wave to pete and then i was like pete doesn't know me super well uh-huh. and he already kind of had like a 
look on his face like, why is this car going so slow following me in a way? And I was like, he's just going to be like, there's a crazy person following me. And so like, I just kind of like pretended like I didn't even see him and just kept my eyes forward and was just like, I don't know you. And just kept going. But in my rearview mirror, I could tell that he's still going to have this look like, what was that? <laughs> but that is the adult thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> if you see someone you know out in public, just keep your head down go like, we're both doing our yeah. own thing. I'm going to go about my day. Just today, I had that situation, but we had to stop. Uh, Katie Collison, who, uh, she's one of the uh, Katie dids who mm-hmm. made the TV show Teachers. And I was at Vaughn's uh, in Burbank. And I was just walking down the aisle. And she was, and it was that moment where you look at each other and you're just like, we both know each other and we're both walking in the opposite direction. Yeah, we better just say hi. And it was just that kind of awkward, like, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, the adult thing to do is usually just like, I don't see you. <laughs> just mind my business in the produce. <laughs> yeah, or you just have to give them a, the enthusiastic, hey, how's it going? Yeah. As you continue to make it clear that you're going to continue walking. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't need to follow up, but we can recognize. We recognize. <laughs> we, we we know each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we we did the op- the awkward like stop and just like, hey, what are you up to? And both are just like writing, writing. Well, good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was funny to just be like that was an awkward interaction. Mm-hmm. And I, and I and I absolutely love Katie and, and her work, but it was a very awkward. Uh, Awkward interaction. <laughs> yeah. It's just the what have you been up to is like, oh, man. Yeah. It takes, it's like, forces you to think about it yourself. What have I been up to? What am I doing? Yeah, and that, th- and that like, split second, you have to reevaluate your entire life and before you just break down in tears. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> well, do I be honest with you? Um, I played a lot of Shadow of War yesterday. Um... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I stayed inside with the curtains drawn, and I played some video games. That's <laughs> that was that was my day. Yeah, it's my parents have been in town this week, and they stopped by here for the first time. And you mentioned the curtains drawn, and my dad's just like, "Do you do you get any like natural light in here?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, but I've got blackout curtains up because it's a hundred degrees outside." And yeah. If you don't, your apartment just roasts. <laughs> what is your view of here? I have a lovely alley. Mm. Yeah, it's sexy. Are you like, so what side are we? So are you kind of, you're just facing the other building. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, were we on the, no, we're on the right side of the hall. If you were on the left, you might like see yeah, the might Kaiser get, like, the Permanente. the observatory or something like that. I think, yeah. Well, what can you do? Yeah, move. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a very great spot. Like, I feel like my spot's just on where the street starts to slope downward. So I don't see any of the other neighbors' places. I can see over them, and I can actually kind of see, like, downtown. Oh, nice. Silver Lake. Sometimes I, I look out that window and think, oh, man, this is... I'm going to be really sad when the rent goes up too much and I can't afford this anymore. Because <laughs> it is a steal right now with like, well, there's three of us in there too. Yeah. That that helps. But but just the fact that they're tearing down old buildings and putting in new right. things just scares me. Yeah, it, it makes me nervous. Every Like I'm glad so much of Los Angeles, I love the rent control. Yeah. But then like 
where the hardware store was it was right here that was open for like nine months and then closed i was thinking about that on my walk over yeah. <laughs> i keep part of me is like it looks like it could be a whole foods like mm-hmm. it's got the color scheme and everything and i'm just like just make it a whole foods and then i'm like oh what'll happen to my rent yeah <laughs> if a whole foods goes in across the street and they also tore out that strip mall that was across from the hardware store where, yeah. you know it was just a typical los angeles place there was a donut shop and yeah you know a donut shop and three homeless people. Like it was yeah, very and, typical Los Angeles. And nothing was ever open. I tried to go to that donut shop. They would leave the open light on after midnight and I'd think, Oh, it must be like a late night donut spot. <laughs> I even made a friend walk there like half a mile from the clubhouse nearby. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, it's not open. I'm sorry. I brought you here. <laughs> I was like, Let's go get donuts. There's this super cool place open right around the corner. Uh yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I had to walk past the art park. It's a little stabby that late. <laughs> Sorry. How about that hardware store, though? It kind of comforts you. You're like, well, even if they try to build up scale, it goes out of business. Yeah. Because no one was interested in a hardware store. I actually loved that hardware store. <laughs> you were their one customer? Yeah, I, I, I was. I was their one repeat. It was always like decently busy in there. Mm-hmm. It was just Lowe's got a new CEO and he was like, I need to cut the budget. What's the smallest area of my budget that has zero impact on us, really? And it was Orchard Hardware. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. felt bad for all of their employees because they were like, oh, I just got a job and now I don't have a job. Yeah, the first time I went in there was when it was already on clearance. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Everything was 65% off. I got some. St- I got a steal on some light bulbs during that time. <laughs> I bought some cock because I needed to fill some gaps to prevent ants from crawling around <laughs> the kitchen is what that was. I was like, I need to, I need to seal some spots under the counter. I, I, I'd like to think that you were just sitting at home and you're like, I need some cock. <laughs> I know where it's 65% off. <laughs> that was one of the few times I think I was walking by and I thought, oh, it is convenient to have a <laughs> spot here. I don't have to drive to Home Depot on Sunset. Yeah, and, and get harassed by everybody standing outside the parking lot. I think they just see me in a Honda Fit and they're like, <laughs> he's not he's not doing a job big enough to require just him. <laughs> like, He's probably here to buy a screw to hang up his <laughs> wall calendar. Yeah, the only time I've gone over there, I just walked over to get a key made. <laughs> <laughs> yep, done like, that yep, before. This is, this is my day. And I've realized like the last 10 minutes of this has just totally been a Californian sketch. <laughs> yeah. Just talking about... Just talking about East Hollywood and strolling down the street. You hit Vermont and then over onto Hillhurst and up to Los Feliz and down Edgemont. And... Mm, wait. Normandy, Normandy's a street. I just blanked for a minute. I would like to think somebody's going to be listening to this while they're on one of those streets. And it's going to blow their mind. Dak Shepard does it, and it pisses me off, because I go for a walk through here, Uh and he just lives a few streets over, and all of a sudden he'll be like, yeah, like, all of a sudden there's this, like, you know, RV on Hillhurst, or not Hillhurst, uh, Hobart. And he said that, and I was on Hobart, and I was like, what? What? And I turned around, there was the RV, and I was just like, ah! <laughs> it, was, it was very awkward. Or, yeah, he'll, he'll always make references, and a lot of the times I'm on... On the street. Yeah, on the street. <laughs> that is an yeah. interesting problem to have. 
It's weird. Everybody seems to live around right. these neighborhoods, but I don't see anybody. Oh, really? Maybe I just don't ever go out enough, but you always hear people on podcasts talking about, oh, I know all of these places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, around Franklin and all that. Uh, but no, I don't see anybody out and about. I feel like I see the same three people <laughs> out and about. I see Paul Rust at least three or four times a week. Okay. Yeah, which is one that, too, when people are like, who do you see around your neighborhood? I'm like, well, Paul Rust. I'm like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> he had I'm a like, great show on Yeah, Netflix. I'm like, love? I'm like, what, what about Don't Stop or We'll Die? And they're just like, yeah, no. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Sounds like you need to talk to new people. I do. People that know Paul Rust. Yes. That's just a good litmus test. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know Paul Rust, I don't know that we can we can continue this conversation. I like it. Of course, I need to start doing that with my own family, I realized. We, we were at Disneyland on Tuesday, and uh, I ran into Chris Hardwick. Oh, wow. And, like, I mean, Chris was technically a boss at Meltdown, even though he wasn't really involved. But, mm -hmm. I mean, I've done stuff with him, like, at X96 back in the day, and I've always run into him and uh, went over to say hi. And we chatted for a few minutes, and... He and Lydia and their group went off and did their thing. My, I go back and my mom's just like, now where do we know Chris Hardwick from again? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, mom, seriously? And I was like, Talking Dead, The Wall on NBC. And like, I started listening to all this thing. She's like, ah, oh, yeah. And like the next morning I was just like, he co-hosted live with Kelly a few times before Seacrest joined him. I was like, oh, that's right. And I was just like, ugh. <laughs> I like that phrase. Where do we know? It's a good way of saying I don't, but I know you do. What if I lump us together? Now, where have we met him? <laughs> yeah, it was. I I, it, I died a little inside, and I was just like, oh, that's that that's your reference point, okay, mom? Well, moms aren't supposed to know. <laughs> it, it was my mom, my dad, my sister, and her husband, and all of them were just like, oh. who's that? Did you run into him while he was, uh, um, I feel like he's probably just front of the line the whole time. He's got to be that special secret. Uh, no, we were both taking pictures in front of the castle. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you caught him in the wild. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those, like, I looked up and I was just like, Chris! And he turned around and was like, yes! <laughs> yeah, it was a, it, it was awkward for my family, I think, more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like he's talking to someone we don't know. This is so uncomfortable. Yeah, for as us. usually. And then we, I took them over to the Grove, and mm -hmm. we, we're just kind of hanging out, just enjoying the Sunday afternoon. And Giovanni or Busy comes past, and I was like, "Oh, that's Sam." My parents are like, "We don't know." And I was like, "Really?" That's one that would be hard to. Like, yeah, you'd have to say uh, he's in this thing. He's the guy from that thing. I, I actually went with he was Phoebe's brother on Friends. Like that's that's what oh, I wow. went to because I was like, all these movies they wouldn't have seen. I was like Friends, <laughs> and they still were just like, nope. And then like I saw Matt O'Brien, Conan's head writer over there, and I was just like, oh yeah, mom and dad, that's a that's Matt O'Brien. And then I quickly was like, they're not gonna have any clue who the hell that is. I'm really in the thick of it there. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't recognize Matt O'Brien. I'm sorry, Matt O'Brien. Um, <laughs> Dave, you're the Conan super fan. I love Conan. You, you were you were the only person I could ever relate to back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I only know his staff members that are in the remotes, and they're usually not the writers as much as just other staffers that he harasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah lately, though, it has been a lot of the writers. Like Jose Arroyo, he brings with him on 
every remote pretty much. Oh, wow. He's the he's uh, got the, the glasses. The glasses. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I would recognize him. Yeah, he he throws him on camera mm-hmm. quite a bit. Sometimes just as a doctor or something like that. <laughs> I was watching an ancient remote of him just going through the old late night studios. Oh, and I just saw they posted that the yeah, other day. Yeah. Very young Dan Blairt. It is Dan, right? No, Aaron. Aaron, Aaron Blair. Blairt. Who's Dan? Anyway, Blairt. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, if you listen to this. Uh... <laughs> You're not Dan. I knew that. I picked up Dan from somewhere. There's Dan Cronin. No. He's one of the writers over there. I don't know that guy either. <laughs> I'm as bad as your parents. <laughs> I've, just, I've just stopped learning. I, I wear my plain clothes and I don't learn. It happens with age. <laughs> You're just like, I'm going to fade into the wall. I'm going to blend in <laughs> with any wall I can find. And I'm, and I'm not going to retain any new information. Yeah, see, the next time we're driving down the street, my wife's going to be like, did that wall just blink at us? And like, just Dave, don't worry. <laughs> just Dave. It's just like, oh, geez, I didn't know a man was there. I thought that was a segment of pavement. <laughs> So it was it was it was fun to kind of reminisce as I as I asked you to to come back on because I was like Dave was episode one oh, of yeah. all of this when I had no idea what I was doing and I came over to your place and we I think I had my laptop and we tried to plug a microphone into it that we just both sat between yeah I think I just had like an old blue snowball USB yeah. mic or something yep yep yeah and we just tried to figure it out from there and <laughs> I remember. Uh, we just, there was a podcast setting in GarageBand. I think we just picked the podcast yeah. preset and we're like, cool, uh, let's, uh, go. It was just in my basement bedroom at my parents' house. Yeah. Yeah. In Highland, Utah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was, but if it wasn't for that, because we recorded that episode and I put it up and then it was more or less a test. I just wanted to see. Yeah, what people would bite on, and Tyler actually reached out to me, like a few days later, and he's like, "That was a great podcast episode. Like you did a good job." Hmm. And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like it was a little bit of validation that was just like, "I mean, well, Tyler liked it. I mean, yeah, other people have got to." <laughs> I don't even remember what I said on that podcast. I, have, I haven't listened to it. Since I, I think you guys were going to play with like the flaming lips at the time. Oh, we were doing their little weird record breaking run, yeah. Mm. And that I think I remember talking about that, and it was shortly after you guys had played on Conan for the first time. Oh, and and the picture that you took that still is one of my all time favorite <laughs> pictures anybody has ever posted. I look like I'm five years old in that <laughs> picture, I look like just an elf person next to Conan. Was just so thrilled. Yeah, the jo- the joy on your face. <laughs> and I was even kind of doing my generic, you know, mouth open, smile, picture face. But that in that moment, I think was real. I was yeah. just my head was my eyes were bulging out of my head, and and, <laughs> and I barely fit under his armpit. And I was just, <laughs> oh. That's how I know my roommate. This is how I ended up oh, in the right. neighborhood I'm at, is I met Ralph at Conan. And he like took me around, introduced me to Pierre Bernard, and I was losing my mind. I look at those old pictures. I got like a picture with Jordan Schlansky and Pierre Bernard 
and like all the old sketch actors like um uh i think brian mccann i got a picture with her brian stack yeah stack would have still been there yeah i think that was, was before he left to uh, colbert to, to colbert to stay in new york um yeah it's just so that was a great time yeah every time i'm over there i'm always i always just like want to get more and more behind like what's behind that curtain <laughs> <laughs> We, we we recorded over there for uh, a video that we were doing for Comic-Con a couple of years ago mm-hmm. uh, with Rob Cutner when he was still writing on the show. And Rob was just like, well, you know where the stage is. Like, he got me my parking pass and was just like, yeah, just, you know, you, you'll be cleared to go through the gates and everything. Like, we're walking on the Warner Brothers lot and just puttering upstairs. We knew, all right, we'll go up to the third floor. And it's just like, they're just letting me kind of run wild at the moment. And that's a... Uh, Probably not the best idea. (laughs) (laughs) And I just had to be like, keep it professional. (laughs) Just walk up to the third floor, do your thing. I should not be unsupervised. (laughs) This is this is something people should know. I cannot be left to my own devices. I felt like Bart when he goes to the Mad Magazine offices. (laughs) (laughs) I just expected to open that door. (laughs) Yeah. And see the carnival yeah. and just think, I'll never wash my eyes again. <laughs> that, that, that is exactly it. <laughs> You've got to go to a Simpsons table read out here, haven't you? Yeah. I went to one table read. Um, I met a a woman, Angie, who works on animation. And she uh, we were doing a benefit in Beverly Hills. And I'm wearing, the one time I wear a branded hat, apparently it pays <laughs> off. I'm just there wandering around at load in. I think at the time I had this mangly gross beard. <laughs> I hadn't shaved <laughs> for like four months or something. I looked like I was full uh, Forrest Gump in his running face. <laughs> Except for not as luscious and more just thin and gross <laughs> and unsanitary. You just kind of had a feed me look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm walking around a fancy Beverly Hills. Um, it's like where they do one of the award shows. Oh, over the Beverly Hilton? Yeah. Is it the Golden Globes yeah, there? Yeah, the Globes are over Yeah. There. We're over there just, and I'm wandering around in my shorts and a Simpsons trucker hat <laughs> that I have. And she saw that and then followed me on Instagram. And at some point I had a Simpsonized version of me that I posted. And she was like, hey, by the way, I work on the Simpsons if you ever want to see the studios or something else and i thought well absolutely i yeah. would <laughs> i mean if you want to see me act like a child <laughs> be be a giddy little kid i mean that's how i responded the first time i went to universal studios and saw the Simpsons. Right, yeah sweat. that's how i was too <laughs> i was bouncing around like a little kid i was like oh my goodness <laughs> it's the quickie mart yeah it was it was great yeah, I I've done one thing over at the Fox lot ever, and it was it was just a press preview for a film, but I wasn't supervised, and like just walking by the so so many publicists that I work with are gonna hear this and be like, we need to supervise him a hell of a lot more, and we send him places. <laughs> this guy's a ticking time bomb. <laughs> but I had to walk over to the Simpsons stage. I was mm-hmm. just like, how can I not walk past at least the Simpsons mural and get a picture in front of the mural yep it's like i yeah i i'm i mean if i get kicked off the lot as long as i get that picture like 
for taking a picture of a mural. Well, why did you paint the mural if you didn't want me to take a picture in front of it? Honestly. Yeah, it's it's. I I still am yet to go to a to a table read. I always people will talk to me about it like, oh, you haven't been, and I'm just like, it's not like a rite of passage. It's... Oh, you haven't gone. It's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it's like people that haven't been to Disneyland as if it's just that common an occurrence. Yeah. Yeah. After two years, I just barely got my annual pass to Disney. Oh, see, and, I I let mine lapse. I was like, it reached a price where I thought, oh, I can't justify it. <laughs> I don't go often enough. When my brother lived here and I'd go like meet up with him and my niece and nephew for like once a month. Yeah. That made it worth it. But now I think, uh, I don't go with anybody. <laughs> I, would, I would just be an adult man showing up by myself to wander around. You, you say that like it's a bad thing, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, I do blend in with the scenery at Disneyland, <laughs> so people mostly don't notice. But it's, it's the plain Dapper Dan outfit that you have that helps you blend yeah, in so well. Absolutely, I'm part of the wall wherever <laughs> I go. You just look like Disney Main Street, is you? <laughs> like, Dave, you smell like popcorn and candy today, <laughs> and churros. You smell like churros. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to finally be an annual pass holder, though, because I was just like, now I have something to do on those days where I'm just like, do I want to sit in traffic for an hour and a half? Or, yeah, I think I do. And I can make that drive south. Yeah, that was like the only times I would wake up early. I was like, I'm yeah. going to Disneyland, you know, all right, I'll get up bright and early. Yeah, we, we leave road. at 6 a.m. so we can beat it, and then we go to breakfast and then by the time we're done with breakfast, the park is open. <laughs> that sounds sounds delightful. And so you just barely went to I saw went to Star Wars Galaxy yeah, Edge. Yeah, I went to Galaxy's Edge. It was it was everything I had hoped for for a park that only has one ride. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I, that was my thought was if I had paid just for this, I think I'd be a little bummed because there's just the one ride. Yeah, and everything else was just kind of like okay. All right. It's like if I didn't budget things, I would be bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love just having that added factor, but I was like if I was here for this alone, I would feel um a little disappointed <laughs> if I <laughs> if I had paid full price just to come do this one section. I think, mm, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for the second ride though that comes out in January. Yeah, I I didn't see it until I went back at the end of the night to just kind of do one last lap. I saw yeah. you know where the the queue is. Yeah, hope I, I'm I'm looking forward to that because that'll mean that the rest of the park gets even quieter during that time because everyone will just be in line for that. <laughs> it was still surprisingly quiet. Like I was there a month and a half ago. Yeah, just a month ago, and it was it was deader than i had seen it even in years past in like random you know february days i i had read a, an article like oh, probably about about a month and a half ago mm -hmm. where disney had expected that they knew that galaxy's edge was going to kind of calm the, like the summer crowds because people didn't want to rush out because they were afraid of the crowds yeah and so that was part of why they did the, oh you need a reservation for like the first month hmm and the way they put it, they took a nice stab at Universal because Universal in Orlando, when they opened the new Harry Potter ride, it was like a three-hour wait. I 
Jeez. And they took a stab at him and said, well, if there's a three-hour wait, we're doing it wrong. And I was just like, wow, Disney lately knows how to raise that middle finger pretty easily. (laughs) (laughs) We own the world, and uh, now we're going to (laughs) start just bullying people <laughs> i really wanted when the sony talks broke down for spider-man i really wanted bob Iger just like the next day to be like so we're buying sony <laughs> i'm still uh i still will not be surprised <laughs> when that is announced or if yeah if well they, they when. announced today that the that the mcu and uh, sony have reached an agreement to at least make the next spider-man movie. okay yeah, I figured they'd eventually. Yeah, you know. Sony, I realized would eventually have to cave a little to be like, "Oh wait, we only were successful with these when you guys were here." Yeah, people like the <laughs> we made universe. we made emo Spider Man. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, Sony was like, "Well, I don't know if it'll be as popular if we just throw in Tom Hardy's Venom." As, you know, the whole Avengers. <laughs> One of these things is not. As good as the others. Yeah. <laughs> no problem with Tom Hardy's Venom. Yeah. I mean, it was. It made me want to watch a second one because 90% of the first one was just setting up the fun right. stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh, now I see the potential, but it was mostly. Yeah, the movie should have been called Tom Hardy as Venom. Yeah. It's kind of like how Iron Man 3 is. It's really Tony Stark 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. Uh... You go back and you're like, oh, there was like it was fifteen, it was like fifty whole minutes before any superhero, yeah, comic book stuff happened. Yes, yeah, that just, that was my biggest complaint on it. It was just like, get this thing going. People pretty are, uneventful. People are waiting to see Venom. Mm-hmm. You know what the movie's called. Yep. And then in like an hour, and they're like, oh wait, we have a movie we're doing. Oh shit, we gotta we gotta get to this. Quick action <laughs> set piece in the dark and end of movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that that was where my disappointment came with it. I still enjoyed it because you can make a bad superhero movie and I'm still going to like it. Yeah. I mean I, I remember sitting in the back of local with John and just going bonkers on like some of the Batman movies. <laughs> and John giving us full lectures on how certain ones of the uh like the Tumblr uh was made and <laughs> things like that from the special features. <laughs> he was just there to provide the live DVD yeah. commentary. Yeah, I I remember sitting in the back like late at night and yeah, John giving us the the commentary. I, I remember him <laughs> being so certain that Superman Returns was going to break all the box office records. <laughs> he, was, he was just so sad on it. I went into that movie wanting to like it less because he was like, this is <laughs> this is going to crush The Dark Knight and Batman Begins. This is going to be huge. And I love the movie a lot more than most yeah. people. People still talk trash about it, but I mean... They're gonna have to get over it because Brandon Routh is coming back as Superman and uh, what for the you know how on the with the CW superhero shows they always do the crossover episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's coming back as Superman in that this this coming year. Is it like he's Superman in the Supergirl? Mm-hmm. As far as I understand, yeah, because he's already the Atom, right? In uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Okay, and that's separate than Supergirl. I thought they were all together. Yeah, they are all together. So I'm not sure how... So he's both. Yeah. Okay. 
Because they released the first image for it today, too, I think. A lot of news happened today. <laughs> and I'm just out of touch. I've, I woke up at noon, and I made some toast. <laughs> and I played the new Mario Kart on my phone. Oh, that's right. That came out yesterday. Something yeah. that didn't happen today. <laughs> I saw it trending on Twitter, and I was like, what is Mario Kart for? And then found out, oh, it's an app now. Yeah, I haven't told my wife about it because I like seeing her. (laughs) (laughs) I know if I tell her, hey, there's a new Mario Kart. Of course, she's not that big into Mario Kart. But if it was like another Mario game, definitely. I I wouldn't see her for a month. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to buy a Switch yet, but this will hold me over. Yeah. (laughs) I can at least, you know, I can race. I'm better at at this than I am at the Switch. I've tried playing with family and friends. And uh, I get beat pretty badly. (laughs) I get beat every time. I am terrible at Mario Kart. I used to be good. That's what I keep telling myself. And then I'm like, was I ever good? Is it all in my head? I mean, I used to at least compete. (laughs) In 64, that was my jam. Yeah, Wave Runner was my whole thing on 64. That Wave Runner game, I loved that. What an interesting choice. (laughs) I think it's because it was the one of the only games my friends had. Oh. It was like that and Goldeneye. Oh, I mean Goldeneye. You didn't play Goldeneye oh, over Golden, Wave Runner. We played okay. Goldeneye plenty, but then it was like I want a race. Yeah, <laughs> I want a generic ocean race with rings and ramps. Yeah, it was like Sonic the Hedgehog on a Wave Runner. Yep. <laughs> they all started to blend together. You're like, what is this? It's like I really want to shoot him, but I'm on a Wave Runner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just bouncing through waves. Yeah, I think we have Goldeneye somewhere stacked amongst our bins. Because my wife has her 64. Oh, dang. Yeah, we, we've made a goal to reacquire every single original system. Uh-huh. And she had a bunch growing up as a kid. She didn't have m- much growing up, but she had video game systems. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, I know we have like an original Super Nintendo at 64. Uh, I think my parents have my Sega. Okay. So, because I randomly have, like, a Tasmanian Devil game here and, like, the Aladdin game. (laughs) I don't remember an Aladdin game. It was so much fun. I mean, granted, that's also coming from my nine-year-old memory of this game was awesome. But, yeah, it was a good game. It's hard to revisit. Like, I loved Goldeneye and Perfect Dark, but if you go back to try and play it after, like, playing a modern-day first-person shooter, the controls in the, like the looking dynamics are just insane. <laughs> it's like I am looking and walking with the same joystick. It just, it really gets, <laughs> it starts to feel insane. I have, I don't think I've gone back to play. Now I'm going to want to go back and, yeah. and play through that. <laughs> Try it. It'll feel weird. <laughs> It'll feel unnatural immediately. I'll have to do that before my wife gets home today and she's going to be like, why do you have consoles set up? <laughs> <laughs> Because Dave got in my head that I had to try this. <laughs> Dave, Dave was talking about just um, video games and uh, being not productive. So I <laughs> she's like, out. oh, so what you call a Wednesday? I'm like, yes. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. That is one of the weird things about working within this business is that you do feel on many days like you're so unproductive because... We do so much work from our homes that it's just like, yeah, I get up early. I pull my TV tray up and throw my laptop down and just start writing. I 
move a hole like 10 feet. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how you measure your productiveness? I've moved 10 total feet today. Yeah, my Fitbit doesn't measure steps. It measures feet. <laughs> it just it just gives you a circumference. This is <laughs> this is as far as you've traveled. This is your radius for the day. It's ten. Your whole heart feet. has stopped six times because it just thought you were dead. <laughs> is that what the heart does? <laughs> I probably don't need to be working right now. He seems fine. <laughs> It just goes into sleep mode. <laughs> Every so often, you're just gonna have to like shake the mouse, and it wakes back up. A little arrow. I like to think there's like a little arrow cursor over my heart. You shake the mouse. Uh, an innuendo. <laughs> it's some sort of. <laughs> you just shake the mouse, and then the heart keeps beating. <laughs> and such is life. If that if that's not an innuendo, it should be. <laughs> There's another word for innuendo I was looking for that I can't find in my brain right now. <laughs> because a, I a, du- a double entendre? Oh no, that wasn't it. I mean, I, I accept that that is a synonym <laughs> for it, <laughs> but something else. I'll think of it tomorrow, maybe. I'm gonna get a random text from you. Just be yeah. like, word. I'll say that was the word <laughs> I was looking for. This mm. episode was brought to you by this word. <laughs> And the number four. Hey, I, was, <laughs> I uh, walked past an advertisement on the way here, and I thought, I think I learned a new word. Well, I haven't learned it yet because I haven't looked it up. <laughs> but the word thrum. Th- there's an thrum? Adver- <laughs> yeah. There's an advertisement for like an energy drink or something. It just says, the jungle thrums with a something beat. And I was like, okay, there's a word I've never seen before. <laughs> I feel like that's going to bring you to like some fetish site or something. <laughs> thrums. I just think it uh, thrums. What's what? Let's speculate about what the word thrums mean. I just think like grooves or drives or I mean it sounds like drums. I just drums. think of a new antacid. <laughs> Primarily you're thinking of what it rhymes with. Yes. Let's see. <laughs> it's a sex thing because it rhymes with cum or it's tums. Or when sex makes your stomach hurt, try thrums. <laughs> but my preferred rhyme is it rhymes with drums. So I think it's just like got a beat to it. <laughs> thrums. Thrives, thrums. It's 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 when you drink the energy drink and you suddenly get an irregular heartbeat. <laughs> Man, I'm really thrumming right now. <laughs> Maybe I should see the doctor. He goes in and puts the stethoscope up to you and it's just like, Oh yeah, you're thrumming. That's uh Thrumming right along. I'm going to start using it, though. And uh, normally I hate advertising. Just uh, hate is a strong word, but I'm, I'm a, I guess, a cynical person who's just always scoffing at advertisement, yeah. thinking, how dumb do they think we are? <laughs> and I just appreciate an advertisement that uh, taught me a word I didn't know. Yeah. How dumb do they think we are? I'll take four. <laughs> like, okay. Well, I will go pick up this energy drink. It's probably infused with alcohol. Infused is probably... (laughs) It's one of those new uh, seltzer alcoholic drinks, and I don't even realize it. Yeah. It's it's just a it's just white claw rewrapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just white claw, but it's the jungle thrum version. <laughs> Thrumming in the jungle. <laughs> uh, there's there's one advertisement on the radio that 
out here that's been driving me bonkers, and they're playing it. I swear, and that's right, people. I still listen to the radio. I was going to say, yeah, I I, I, st- I still keep it on K Rock mainly in the morning. I, I have to have I've I mean so many years of morning radio. I have to have morning radio first thing. I can't listen to music hmm. or even podcasts. I need my morning radio. Yeah. I need my nonsense first thing in the morning. It, Gets my brain going somehow. I don't even know what station K-Rock's on, and I should. K-Rock, 106.7. 106.7, okay. I'm going to use that as an airdrop now that I can send to them to be like, eh, eh? <laughs> I said your uh, name on a medium that is pushing you out of business. <laughs> what do you think? But the, the ad is for Jersey Mike's, mm-hmm. which, I mean, anybody that knows what Jersey Mike's is, it's a, it's a sandwich shop. But they keep saying, download the New Jersey Mike's app. Now, anybody who doesn't know what Jersey Mike's is, is hearing New Jersey Mike's. Oh. And every time I am I hear it, I just think, why would you not have written the all-new Jer- Jersey Mike's and broken it up so that you're not saying New Jersey? <laughs> because I guarantee there's somebody who doesn't know what it is, and they're like, oh, what's New Jersey Mike's? <laughs> Wait, I, now I want to just type in New Jersey Mike's. I, I feel like you're still going to get Jersey Mike's in there. Oh, we got phone noise. Yeah, we get, yeah the, we, what's funny is for the longest time, uh, when, when you've met Austin, when we'd record, we'd have our phones kind of still far away and we'd get the feedback and we'd be rummaging around with wires and we're like, what the hell's going on? And one of my friends was on the podcast and he's like, hey, your phone's just too close. He's like, what? <laughs> I moved the phone away, and then all of a sudden, I've never had the issue again. I'm like, I'm a dumb person. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't realize. <laughs> I'm a professional here. Let's let's see if New Jersey Mike's New Jersey up. Mike's. Surely they've built that in in their search. It does. Terms. If you type in New Jersey Mike's, just Jersey Mike's pops up. Yes. So your shitty ad still works, Jersey Mike's. That just I just had but to fix it because it pisses me off. <laughs> I just had to crush your gripe. <laughs> oh, it's still... Ah, they'll still get it. it and I, I figured they would, but it's just annoying to hear. I'm like, just write a proper ad. <laughs> yeah, or you don't even need to say it's new. Just be like, we have an app. Yeah, download the Jersey Mike's app. Like, <laughs> take out new if there can be that... Conf- I just don't know how that made it through so many steps. Mm. You can tell this is a point of angst for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When I start getting passionate about a about a goddamn sandwich app. <laughs> How did no one point out it's a state? Come on, guys. You've heard of New Jersey, right? Jersey Mike's. <laughs> oh yeah, that's where the name comes from. I always We just were just big <laughs> basketball fanatics. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was tank tops with with team names on it. Oh. That would be funny if that was what it was. All the employees are just wearing like generic basketball jerseys. It's just, it's like Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Just everyone wears a jersey. Buffalo Wild Wings with less sexual harassment. <laughs> Is there a lot of Buffalo Wild yeah. Wings? Uh, I knew there was a reason I didn't like it. And it wasn't just that it's kind of expensive for not very much food. Yeah. Back in the days when I when I ate meat and not just everything that wasn't meat, uh, <laughs> I, I got a gift card for Buffalo Wild Wings, and I was just kind of like, why is somebody, for one, giving me a food gift card? I, I never like getting those because, to me, it's just a bill because nothing ever covers what's on a food gift card. Mm-hmm. 
and go in there and the amount that we got, I was just like, that's not very much for how much I just, I just paid. <laughs> well, you said back when you used to eat meat, are you doing a vegetarian thing now? I haven't, yeah, I've been vegetarian for probably six years. Six years. Yeah. Even though it looks like I ate three other vegetarians at a... (laughs) Are you like um, my dear friend uh, back in Utah who used... She was vegetarian, but mainly she just liked cheese pizza and Oreos. (laughs) Technically, yeah. Yeah, there there was that phase where I was just like, but Oreos are vegan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then you can dip them in peanut butter. Yeah. I, I did vegan like a month before Christmas just because I kind of knew I'd go home and eat like garbage with my yeah. family just around the holidays. And I thought maybe I'll kind of just keep things in check. And I think I did gain a little weight because I was just eating French fries. Yeah. <laughs> so just... when, when my wife and I first went vegetarian, we we lived next to a taco time. And so we were just like bean burritos like we'd come home late from work and we're just we can just get some bean burritos and after about a week i was like i'm tired of bean burritos like <laughs> what what else is there well you can add rice to bean burritos <laughs> like, would great. you like to try the big one burrito it's got rice and <laughs> it's such a weird mix of textures rice and like refried beans yeah and be- yeah what was your catalyst for uh the vegetarian um like, choice the biggest thing was, and this is where all of a sudden people are going to be like, don't push your agenda on me. Uh, but was, uh, they, and they all have that voice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, frankly, I hope you never do a live show because those people sound terrible. Yeah. Oh, we've done many live shows. They, uh, they are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> because they yell like that. Yeah. Why, just... why are you talking to me like this? <laughs> oh, jeez. But, uh, uh it was it was mainly for uh, animals, okay. So I didn't feel like I needed to have something dying so that I could eat. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I can't really argue with it. Yeah, uh, meat is animals. Yeah, <laughs> meat is animals. <laughs> Turns out, have you tried the new Impossible Burger? I have. I I've been on board with the Impossible Burger for quite a while. You were OG. I, I was. I was. Yeah. I mean, this this is borderline Silver Lake. I mean, I I'm allowed to go all hipster here. <laughs> So I'm wearing a wide-brimmed hat, and uh, <laughs> but no, I, I jumped on board at the Impossible right away, and like I would always go over to Umami Burger mm-hmm. and get it because they were one of the first ones that yeah that had it. And now, like I think it's funny because people are like Burger King's got on like a million places have had it way beforehand, uh, and I'm Burger one. King actually makes one of the worst ones. <laughs> I'm definitely one of those idiots who's just like it's it's a Burger King now. <laughs> I still haven't tried it, but I like the idea that it's getting more affordable. Yeah, I I go and I will go and support it anywhere that puts it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I sometimes forget the power that my Twitter may yield. <laughs> and I had tweeted about how I thought Burger King's was a garbage version of it. No. And Impossible Foods responded to me, and they're just like, "We're so sorry. Give it another chance." And I was like, "Oh, I will." But I was like, "But I want to be clear. It's not you guys. It's, it's Burger, Burger King." King. Because it still tastes like a Burger King burger, and that's the problem. <laughs> Did you? Uh, that's what they were going for. They yeah. wanted it to seem authentic. They're not trying to. Right. You know, so they t- uh, my guess then is they take the Impossible Burger, drag it along the floor, and they're like Burger King. <laughs> 
have it your way. Well, you got to add some of that flame flame broiled flavoring on there too to make it flame broiled dirty tile. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I I did find out, and I I will now after just slamming Burger King, I will say I actually I was listening to an interview with Cal Penn, Mm -hmm. and one of his friends is one of like the big investors on it. And told him to make sure to get it with cheese because when you get it from Burger King, it does not come with cheese because they're trying to make it more vegan than vegetarian. And I guess the way that the fat in cheese uh, corresponds to the flavors of the burger, it makes it better. And so I did, after hearing that, I went and got another one. Mm-hmm. And it does make it better. <laughs> it really... It, it actually does help it out. Cheese complements the tile floor it does flavoring. it does you you can get the cheese and windex and clorox all in one <laughs> sounds healthy yeah so you got um called out by impossible burger but not burger king yeah they didn't bother responding weird and i kind of wanted to be like wendy's would have responded <laughs> yeah <laughs> wendy's is snarky online burger king what are you doing lately? Yeah, and, and it wasn't so much even impossible calling me out. They were apologizing, and I was just like, no, no, don't. I feel bad now. And like I told them, I was like, I will always support you guys. Like, it made me feel bad because it was like, no, I love impossible foods. Like, yeah. Yeah, but like, I'll support them or the Beyond Burger. Carl's Jr. does make a great Beyond Burger. And it's going to McDonald's now, I think. Beyond. Oh, yeah, that's right. I had heard that. I mean, I'll probably. I said that about Burger King, too. I said I'd try it, but I still haven't. They'll probably at McDonald's be like, but we need it in goo form first. Can you bring it to us in goo? <laughs> uh, can you turn it into a pink slime first and yeah, put we, it into a mold? Our customers won't believe it's real. <laughs> <laughs> now now people are upset because they're trying to eat. Yeah. They're trying to eat and um, talking about slime. There's somebody right now is, is eating McDonald's and they're just like, I can taste the slime. Mm. You can really taste it. <laughs> so and on on your walk back, though, that way, there's also a fat burger that's right there on uh, on Vermont, going back to our Californian sketch. Yep. Right there off Vermont. And, right there in Vermont and Vermont and Hollywood. Slash Hollywood. Oh, yeah, because it, it turns into some. Yeah. Yeah. More but, Hollywood. But they have, they have the impossible there, too, and they do a great job with it. Yeah, I've had all this, all these opportunities to try the impossible <laughs> and the beyond, and I still just keep ignoring it. <laughs> I'm part of the problem. Yeah, my my dad reminded me though the other day uh, when when they were taking us out to dinner, he was just like, "It's not like the impossible's that much healthier." And I'm like, "Oh no, I I recognize that it's not. It's not a regular part of my diet." Yeah, but nothing had to die to have it made. <laughs> Well, <laughs> there was one kid who we need. He had small hands and the grinder was stuck. jeez. Oh, that was even more bleak than I was going. <laughs> I was just going to say, in the grand scheme of things, we're all uh, just benefiting from death at all times. <laughs> but in your situation, a small child laborer got sucked into a grinder. <laughs> which which is sad you know i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna go out there and it was say, their, it was their special line called the billy burger oh dear poor <laughs> billy you never name the kid that got dragged into a grinder i always say poor that's, billy that's why you don't name the cows either <laughs> <laughs> yep made that mistake you uh, know for a kid who cried the first time i caught a fish fishing 
<laughs> when I found out what happened to the fish. Um, I've I've become remarkably dead inside, I guess, since. <laughs> I was a very sensitive boy who didn't want to see a fish killed. I, I totally can just see you as a young Dave, and then like an, an Arrested Development voiceover just comes over, and just, at that moment, Dave stared at the fish and became dead inside as well. <laughs> I learned I couldn't save anything, not even myself, so I <laughs> threw caution to the wind, and I lived recklessly wearing plain things. <laughs> Unfortunately for Dave, he was downwind, and the caution came right back. <laughs> uh, if only I could get Ron Howard to narrate my life. It'd probably give me a lot more direction. <laughs> Just hearing Ron Howard, oh, that's what's going on. <laughs> I wasn't sure what I was doing. <laughs> It'd be like Stranger Than Fiction, but mm. uh, but with Ron Howard for you. I I would love that. I would be so happy to That's have... That's right. I just referenced a Will Ferrell movie that nobody saw. <laughs> and Emma Thompson. Yeah, and Emma Thompson. Mm -hmm. She's. Uh, I had a whole Emma Thompson flight the other day. <laughs> I watched Late, Late Night, Night, followed by The Missing Link. Ah. She shows up as a Yeti, a snooty really? Yeti. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I have not seen The Missing Link. Well, sorry to spoil it, but a Yeti shows up and it's Emma Thompson. I'm just, I'm, see, that's all I'm going to be waiting for. I'm now going to go back and watch that and be like, Emma Thompson Yeti, Emma Thompson Yeti. <laughs> just the whole time, just waiting. <laughs> Is that Emma Thompson? No. No, not no, Yeti that's enough. not her. They're still in the West for some reason. The entire time, I'm just going to be like, Are, am I Yeti? I'm Yeti. I'm, I'm Yeti for, to see some Emma Thompson Yeti. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm Yeti. <laughs> Yeti, you're not here. I come. Okay. I'd like to think somebody just rolled their eyes so yeah. hard that they're stuck that way now. It was me. It was me. <laughs> I could hear it. It was just like this, this just colossal. <laughs> I didn't get it at first. And then when it dawned on me, I was like, oh, no. So he's really going there, huh? That's that's what he's going with. And he, oh, and he's, shoot. He's doubling down on it. <laughs> Yeti said go. <laughs> Oh dear! If they, if they don't do that during like the Iditarod or something to start it off, because <laughs> they're both in snow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just snow things. I'm. I was just. I was just debating if I should go see this new movie, Abominable. Oh, the new animated movie. It does feel like it's. I tweeted this, but it's been a year for, uh, like ape-like folklore creatures. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I mean, they already had, like, um, Littlefoot and The Missing Link, and now Abominable's out. I was like, this has been... There's too much. Yeah. Reached a fever pitch of Bigfoot and Abominable Snowman. <laughs> but I still... I have the AMCA list, so I was like, should I go see Abominable? Nothing else is out. Yeah, AMCA list, uh, three free movies a week. Uh, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you want to send one of those over to me, I'll... Uh, I'll take that off your hands for you. If you want to just give me a free month, I would not be opposed. Or maybe extend my free um, <laughs> rewards popcorn that I earned that expires in a few days. Uh, that's all I ask. It's just... <laughs> this is the second where we just ask AMC for uh, for free things? Yeah, if you could just um, not make my free popcorn expire, that'd be great. Uh, then I could watch something besides Abominable. <laughs> abominable <laughs> that's so weird to say and uh please mop the floor regularly by the freestyle machine because i'm tired of my shoes sticking to it 
<laughs> There's a specific problem. <laughs> uh, Every time, AMC Burbank. Love the theater. Hate the freestyle machine. Okay. Yeah. I'm always afraid I'm never going to be able to leave. That my feet are just going to permanently stay there. <laughs> you know, it was just some little kid that, like, his mom was like, "Go get me my diet coke," and he ran up there. That, that person, that's right. That that same person who heckles all other same places. person that listens to your podcast. <laughs> You're really made to this person. <laughs> this is this is one specific this person. One that very very specific. You have person. a vendetta, I guess. I think they're from the south. <laughs> think it's honey boo boo's mom it is um, it is mama june you that's, you that's you've got name. her square on and i hate that i just knew that reference that quickly <laughs> you did that, yeah if you timed that there was not much uh there nope. was not much a uh, break between there nope i i just went straight to that's right mama june mama june's getting well she's sending her child to get her diet coke which arguably not sticky <laughs> <laughs> So maybe she's doing half regular Coke, half Diet Coke. And that's where you're getting stickiness from. Because I've spilled Diet Soda before. And I'm like, hey, look at that. I don't even <laughs> have to... sticky. I don't even have to clean it up. I just leave, just spills out all the time. The way that you mimed that, too, it was so that you had spilled it on your arm. <laughs> because it has happened. I've absolutely spilled it on my arm and I've rubbed it and been like, oh, that's nice. It's not... It's do, not sticking. Do, do you still have your big Dr. Pepper uh, um, cr- obsession? I, I've switched to diet Dr. Pepper because <laughs> I decided I decided on, um, I guess, cancer over diabetes. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I, th- I can't remember the comedian that I heard do a bit on that where he was like, if you know, if you get cancer, you're a hero. Like when you fight it, you know, you're, you're a hero, you're a legend. But if you get diabetes, you're just fat and lazy. So... <laughs> Yeah, I haven't heard that one, but I had, I just heard, I think it just came up on Shuffle the other day. It was, of course, Norm's bit on um, cancer being a battle. Cancer. <laughs> I, I always have to bring up Norm just so I can kind of sneak in my, you know, you get cancer and it's uh, like you're waging a battle, <laughs> a courageous battle. <laughs> I don't think I've heard you do, do your Norm impression in years. Ever? And it has gotten significantly better <laughs> that's all i do i'm just alone <laughs> talking to myself but uh yeah you know how earlier i spilled uh spilled that uh diet soda on my arm but uh it's not sticky it's not it's not so bad uh still run my fingers through there you know it's uh it's not uh it's not all uh it's not all gross i guess i uh, suppose that uh, helps how that's a nice thing <laughs> I backed way off the mic because I was like, "That feels real loud." That that yeah, it's it's weird to watch you do it because your face just even morphs to just like, no. <laughs> you just gotta. I mean, you gotta get the face in there. You gotta do the the eyes and the stuff, huh? I don't know. Have, have you had a chance to meet Norm yet? No. So I've I've I'm met so him happy. once, uh-huh. and he was incredibly incredibly nice. I, I was hanging out at Wise Guys after a show, and oh, nice. uh, he came out and he's like, oh, "Why is everyone here?" <laughs> and just like came out and talked to us for a few minutes, and it was right when I was kind of starting into comedy and podcasting. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Hey, you're just starting, huh? Yeah, keep it up. It's fun." <laughs> it's, 
It's fun. Yeah. Um, he, it's not always fun. No, it's not always fun. <laughs> it's definitely. It's not always fun. <laughs> he lied to your he, face. He did. It's a barrel of laughs. <laughs> People are rooting for you. Uh, to fail. <laughs> <laughs> Mama June will be at your show yelling, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> he left that part out. Yeah, he did. He He forgot to tell me about the Southern influence that would, uh, that would eventually take over. And anybody listening to the South, I'm sorry, but I'm really not because I, I see the statistics and the South doesn't listen. So <laughs> you've checked your iTunes uh, and you're like, well. I really do. Like I, I, I try to maintain, you know, what areas of the country are listening. Okay. What's your um, primary? Is it just like West Coast? Okay. A lot like a lot of West Coast. And then Utah still, of course, gets uh, plenty of downloads. You got some roots. Yeah, yeah, it would be weird if Utah wasn't getting downloads. And then I have like my little strip of the East Coast. Okay. Uh that that gets some. And then like there'll be like the random download kind of in Yeah, what's the weirdest little pocket <laughs> you can think of of your listeners? Africa. Okay. Yeah, there's Which... always Nimbia had one uh a couple weeks ago or is okay. it Nambia? Nimbia? I've heard of Nambia. Maybe it's Nambia. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm pulling a, a Trump here, just like <laughs> making up a Nimbia. <laughs> oh man, I am so. But I'm also not the president of the United States, so I don't need to know that. <laughs> yeah, I do suddenly feel very ignorant. I was like, wait, I should know. At this. one point, I did know all of them. Yeah, in the elementary or junior high, yeah. when we had to take the geography test. Yeah, I, I I knew I knew all of them, but it's just one of those things that it's like I don't have to reference it regularly. Yeah. If I looked at a map, I could be like. Yeah, these like I know I know which ones are which. You do? I think I think I could still I think I could still get most of them. I applaud you. I um I can still name state capitals, but you just sing the Animaniac song, don't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just for some reason refresh my memory every so often, even though this is useless information. It helps that you guys tour to most of them. Though. That's the one. Yeah. That's what I'll say. I'll go with your theory. Oh, it's because I've visited there. Yeah. I've never been to Africa. <laughs> no. So I don't know anything about it. Well, see, that, that, that's that got to be next for Neon Trees. You guys need to just start hitting continents you haven't hit yet. Pull the fallout, boy. I haven't been to South America. You guys haven't done South America yet? No. Oh, I thought you guys had. Not even Central. We did like one radio thing at a resort in Puerto Vallarta. But I mean, and, that and doesn't count. Yeah, that's pretty much that's yeah. as wide as Mexico gets. We were just on a resort with just 100% Midwesterners because it was <laughs> right. like a Chicago radio station. I thought, this is as white as it gets. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're just like, this is Mexico, right? We're just in this hotel with a bunch of white people from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Just from. And a little bit of Michigan, probably. Yeah. Nothing against white people from Chicago, but when it's in Mexico, it's uh, you you expect a little bit more culture. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we're you guys have been there. all over Europe and and Asia and Australia. Um, I mean, all over. Uh, Australia, we did that. Um, most we ever saw was we did that Taylor Swift yeah, the tour, Taylor Swift tour, which was a dream. I'm st- I'm still to this day jealous of you guys over that. That was the most. I mean, it was also just so easy because it was like travel day, day off, day off, show, and it was just always like that because she had her trucks that had to catch up, and so we right. just fly ahead of the semis and 
just hang out and have all the time in the world to just go on like it seemed like every day off was like a new excursion yeah we either went to Rottnest island where there's just this little island off the west coast of australia just no cars you have to rent a bike you just ride around the whole perimeter of the island there's these little quokka things which are little like uh rodents marsupials little things that only exist on this island just these adorable creatures it was a fantasy and then we did new zealand got to go to hobbiton and yeah i remember you posted the pictures of hobbiton and i was just like that was even more of a geek out day than the Simpsons day. I yeah. was I was on another level. I just, remember seeing Chris post pictures too, like holding like koalas and yep, and I did that like, too. <laughs> Went to Steve Irwin's Australia yeah. Zoo and got a special behind the scenes tour where we met um, his wife and his daughter Bindi, who's now like becoming a celebrity of her own. Yeah, yeah, her and her brother are both becoming major celebrities themselves yeah i got to meet a wombat which was my favorite thing ever uh yeah that was the just i like to think that that wombat like introduced himself to you as you put it out i got to meet a wombat he's like hi i'm steve steve the wombat (laughs) steve the little grouchy wombat it was like the bulldog version of a marsupial i just loved it just a stout little funny thing it just looked like he was walking on his fist like a gorilla sort of Love the wombat. Yeah. Everybody's all about the koala. Nuts to koalas. Wombats are where it's at. <laughs> wombats. N- nuts to koalas. <laughs> yeah, koalas are dumb. They all have chlamydia. <laughs> wombats are the real heroes. They're underrated. <laughs> so happy. Uh, I I almost don't even want to title this episode as uh, as your name. I want to title it as Koalas. They all have chlamydia. <laughs> you know, they all been having the sex and stuff. <laughs> I don't know if they get it from uh, sex so much as uh, just leaves or something. <laughs> yeah, the koalas and their stuff. All right. <laughs> see, 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 uh, there's your stage show right there as Dave talks about koalas as Norm MacDonald. <laughs> I've had friends who are like, you should just do an open mic just entirely in that voice and not address it. <laughs> it would feel it would feel like cheating, but it does feel a lot more comfortable than yeah. being myself. <laughs> it's a lot easier to just slip into a character and do that than um yeah, do me. <laughs> are you still are you still doing classes at UCB? Um, I haven't taken one for a while. I feel like I'm approaching that cutoff where it's been too long since I took a class and they're going to boot me out of the system. Oh, no. Because I just started doing some workshops, you know, here and there because they're a little more hands-on. Yeah. A little less, uh, yeah, it's tough sometimes when you're just like, I'm in a class with 16 other people. Right. 15, I guess. Uh, 16 total and you spend half the time sitting down and just watching. And Have you done any, uh classes lately not lately i've been meaning to start into ucb system because mm-hmm. it's like i mean i went through all of second city's writing and then they just changed some of the um, structure mm-hmm. because the writing program used to not be certificate based and so it's like you could go through like the improv and sketch and like you'd get your certificate and all of that but now they changed it and split up a lot of the writing so i'm technically like almost done with two different sections hmm. so I'm probably going to finish that 
Um, and then I'm actually looking into going through UCLA's uh, writing for TV and film program. Interesting. So, but then I still plan to dive into UCB's improv side of it because with a project that we're planning to start filming in February, I uh, I'd like to touch up the acting chops. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely uh, it has helped a lot. It is it's weird to think like where you know I was before. Yeah, even just in interacting with people in everyday life. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like I think everybody should take improv classes just for that because it's like the few improv classes I've taken. Yeah, it helps kind of just crack you out of, you know, being so closed in and yeah, yeah, you can just talk to people so much easier. It's it's weird. It's so dumb. But even like in those interactions with like a cashier when you're checking out at the grocery store. It even feels like if they say something, you don't panic and like do one of those. <laughs> it's not like someone says at the theater goes, ah, enjoy your movie. You have less you too mo- moments yeah. because you're like, I actually heard what they said. Right. It registered and I can respond appropriately. It used to be that there's such social anxiety just about the dumbest little interactions <laughs> with a stranger. <laughs> just because you just freeze up and just spit out something. Yeah. I I did that at Disneyland the other day. As we were getting like the hard copy of our annual pass, mm-hmm. the guy goes, "We'll have an enjoyable day at Disneyland." And as I walked away, I I cut myself. I was like, "You did." It and, kind of could yeah. have applied. He will be at yeah, Disneyland. He will be at Disneyland. I mean, he's stuck in a little booth at Disneyland. But like as we walked away, I just looked at my wife and was like, "I just told him you too." Like I mean, I tried to stop it, but my brain was just like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. And I guarantee I walked away and he's like, another asshole just told me you too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's... I'm, I'm stuck in this booth. <laughs> what, what if that was someone's just approach? Anytime someone said you too, they were so mad about it. <laughs> what do you mean you too? I'm not riding the rides. <laughs> I'm working here, guy. <laughs> Don't... That's rude of you to say you too. Uh I don't think I'd want to meet that person. Yeah. That'd be a that'd be an angry person. I've gotten out of an Uber before and told somebody, Thank you, drive safe, and they've said you too, and I'm just like All right. And you thought, well, I guess I have to go somewhere now. <laughs> I mean I'm home, but I guess I can go get in my car and go I don't want to let that guy down. <laughs> I wanna drive safely as well. This day's gonna be shot if I don't. Mm-hmm. And, right. and and I can tell any listener that these random rants that, that happen, that is thanks to improv. <laughs> <laughs> That's a ringing endorsement. Yeah. Hey, you ever want to just like um, improve your ability for nonsense? Uh, <laughs> Try improv. Yeah. You do less small talk. You can just... But you can bullshit anything. Mm-hmm. You just riff on weird bullshit, and some people, they'll look at you weird, but you'll feel better on the inside. And they'll have a story to tell. <laughs> yeah. This guy rambled about koalas for such a time. And right? he became Norm MacDonald halfway through? <laughs> <laughs> I'd applaud him if they could recognize that. Most people... <laughs> It's such a niche thing. I'm like, I want more people to know Norm MacDonald. 
You just it's only just real comedy people that you know appreciate Norm on the yeah. level they should. Yeah, I I had one of my friends that read his book at the same time I was reading it. He's just like this book is really dark, and I'm like, well, it, I mean it is, but it's you realize it's a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like, are you sure? Like I'm concerned about him. I'm like, yeah, he's he's writing in character, <laughs> like. I love when he goes dark. It's the last person you yeah. expect to just be like, ah, suicide. <laughs> like, he he was one of the first stand-ups that I took my wife to see where I started really grasping where her comedy realm was because she didn't grow up with a lot of comedy. Mm-hmm. Where since I was a kid, I had like In Living Color and Mr. Bean and like I had all sorts. <laughs> like not not that In Living Color and Mr. Bean are the two, two very the, polar opposites. The two... Uh, just building blocks of comedy yeah of course is mr bean <laughs> mr bean and in living in, color yeah somewhere jim carrey's doing fire marshal bill and mr bean's not saying a damn word <laughs> <laughs> it's both are heavily uh use a lot of faces yeah <laughs> this is all face work but then I, I mean i had early saturday night live i had seinfeld i had the simpsons i mean that was just being pumped into my brain constantly and my wife didn't have that so then when it came down to like well, like once we got married and we started going to stand up shows, mm-hmm. and I'd have to be like, "Oh, this is so and so from you know this, this show," and then she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about," and now she's about as jaded as a comedy person can get. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Yeah, when when you're when you're stuck dealing with somebody that's in that world twenty four seven, and they uh, record their conversations yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, then I like me. I'd spend all my time listening to more conversations exactly. about it, just digging up as many podcasts as possible. Yeah, when at least once a day she has to go. Can we just not for a bit? <laughs> Can we uh, just sit in silence, please? But then she'll just she'll realize that after like twenty minutes, like I'm going to burst if like I don't say something. <laughs> And then she's just like, just get it out. <laughs> yep. That's... Yeah, I, I feel bad for her on many days. <laughs> <laughs> she got she got sucked into my neurosis. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have that empathy. Yeah. I'm sorry you have to deal with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, quite often I'm just like, like you, you, you know, you don't think my brain's totally slipped? And she's just like, no, it's, it's steadily troubled. It's. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, as long as you still love me, I'll I'll take steadily troubled. <laughs> yeah. That's most the most people gonna help for. Yeah, it's a healthy relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so what what what's kinda next uh next for you? I mean this is it, it's pathetic that this is how I have to catch up with people now. Is mm-hmm. when I'm just like I haven't seen Dave in a while. We could record our conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it has been a while. Uh, I would just run into you at Meltdown, pretty much. Yeah, I would just catch you while I was heading to shows. Man, I'm sad that place is gone. Yeah. I do miss stonecutters there. Again, just because I feel awkward in line. At, yeah. At Hyperion. Do they still have a good amount of like Simpsons people that show up? That is more packed, too. Like The Meltdown shows, they were... You could show up pretty casually and... It was never like fully sold out. I could always count on getting a decent seat, but I don't know if it's just because this place is so much smaller. But yeah, it is jam packed. Well, like I mean, like the people from The Simpsons. Oh, um, well, I've only been twice, so both times I went 
uh, I think they had special guests the first time I went because it was like their special, like mm-hmm. they were coming back after being gone for months when Meltdown went yeah. down. Um, but I think they do. I just haven't seen them for a while. And that was how I ended up meeting Matt Groening was he, he showed up at one and I was working later that night and one of the interns comes up and was just like, dude, Matt, Matt Groening's here. And I was just like, what? And like my wife had come to some of those shows, thank goodness. So she got to meet him as well. And like the show ends and I have to start working and he's taking pictures with everybody and signing things. And mm-hmm. our floor, our showroom manager for that day, I went up to her and I was like, so you know how excited Christians would be if Jesus came? <laughs> and she was like, I get where you're going. Go ahead and go meet him. <laughs> you know how excited <laughs> Christians would be. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, I mean, <laughs> just a tiny bit sacrilegious, but it's good. Yeah. I like the analogy. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he would too. <laughs> uh, you are my Jesus. I don't think he'd appreciate that. No. <laughs> but but as you were saying, so what so what what is kind of next? Uh, next, not much. Uh, right now, the only show booked is like December 8th or something. The band is releasing a single early November. Uh, Maybe some shows will be added. But in the meantime, I'm just bumming around, (laughs) doing the occasional, you know, going to comedy shows, trying to figure out what the meaning of life is (laughs) while while I coast in this time capsule of L.A. Uh, Yeah pretty it's it's weird well, if you need somebody to bump to some comedy shows just just reach out because half yeah. the time my wife's like i'm tired of going like she gets home late and she's like the last thing i want to do is get home and then immediately be like all right off to the improv or the comedy store yeah and i haven't been to the comedy store like i think only once since i moved here yeah, it's been a while since i've even been over to the comedy store it's i mean just... really now it's more dynasty typewriter than yeah it's just so anything. far west yeah <laughs> You move to L.A. and then you go, I don't want to travel even five miles anywhere. Nope. Yeah, I, as we're recording this, Kevin Smith and Jay Muse are they're, uh, bud tenders uh, today over okay. at uh, Herbarium on La Brea to promote Jane, the Jane Silent Bob reboot. Oh. So part of it's like, I can go buy weed from Jane Silent Bob. <laughs> but do I want to drive over there? Like that's <laughs> Is it's like it? it's literally like a ten minute drive from right here. Yeah. But then I have to try and park. Mm-hmm. Do I want to deal with that? Like. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. Yeah, but but then at the same time, it's like, but like, it's fun to be able to say I bought weed from Jay and Silent Bob. But do I want to drive? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's tough. It's real tough, yeah. I'm sure. It is those Los Angeles problems that we struggle <laughs> with. Sure. How lazy do we want to be today? The listener, listeners in Nambia are like, oh, I get this. <laughs> I totally get this. This is universal as it gets. <laughs> we can relate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, I don't know how much you can say, but does the band have a new album kind of on the way? I, I know yeah. I see on Instagram that... They're out here recording from time to time, and I'm always just like, "Yeah, I would." When is this coming? (laughs) It's. I keep asking that myself because you know it was like, okay, maybe fall, and then it's you know 
they're just really taking their time because they want to do it right because yeah kind of feels like the last one didn't quite get the treatment it needed which this um, one was fantastic but i think it just didn't get the push that it needed. yeah that was right when um island def jam split up mm. and so they were on mercury under the island umbrella and it just while they were splitting up it just things get lost in the shuffle yeah pop psychology was a great album i feel like the same thing happened to third eye blind with out of the vein it was like electra just mm-hmm. dissolved the yeah. month it was coming out so it's like well no one's gonna push it um but yeah so they're just trying to make sure it's they do it right and i would expect it next year yeah the four of them are perfectionists so it I'm, I'm excited to hear it i mean feel good was such a great I single oh that's another one that like got lost in the cracks it came up yesterday last night while i was driving and i thought yeah i really like this song i don't know why yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, yeah it's a shame. <laughs> but ho- ho- hopefully, hopefully the album will will come soon. And I know I know fans are eagerly anticipating it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm always thinking, ah, oh, yeah, I probably need something to do. <laughs> probably, <laughs> I'd be fine being busy. People are like, oh, are you happy to be doing shows again? Be busy, and I was like, oh, I left for the weekend, <laughs> yeah. like one weekend a month. Uh, I could stand to be busier. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not doing a whole lot else. So yeah, I did enjoy being busy for a little <laughs> bit. If I was busier, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> but also, I could uh, probably do stuff on my own more often. Are you doing any more solo stuff, really? Uh, I haven't written anything in so long. But I also, like, leave my equipment with the band equipment. It's mm. usually, like, freighted to the next show, and so that's kind of my excuse. I'm like, well, I don't. This time I knew I'd have kind of a gap, so I brought stuff home with me. Gotcha. With the idea that, okay, I should. It's been a couple years since I wrote a single thing. Probably should. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess I'll post that on Facebook <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I'll just I'll just post one song of me in my bedroom. Yeah, it sh- it should be known too that I mean you actually wrote the theme music for the podcast. Oh yeah. I remember recording that in a closet at my girlfriend's in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, oh, a friend asked me to do an intro for a podcast." And that was before I even listened to podcasts yeah. too, so I was like, "I'm not sure what theme songs what I was wondering about it, what uh, example did you send me for like an intro? I think I had sent you Nerdists, possibly. Okay. Yeah, I think it was Nerdists that I had sent you. And what's funny is technically my intro is the outro that you sent me. Oh. Because it was for when I was doing My House on the Moon. Yeah. And the outro was just music. Uh, yeah, I think I music. sent. Uh, both instrumental yeah. and the non. Yeah. And so I just use the instrumental for the intro and outro for this. Nice. Yeah. Well, that works out. That was. Uh, it's always fun to do dumb little things like that. Just like, that seems like that's all I can do is if there's like a, <laughs> a cover I get like excited about and I'll just really like bang it out in a day or two. Yeah. But when I like sit down, I just like to do an album and it just becomes such a process. <laughs> I've 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 got a little one I might be able to uh, to throw your way, but we'll talk about that when we're not recording for yeah. people to hear. So, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm glad you were able to to walk down. I I knew that you were relatively close. I was like, Dave can walk over. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I knew you were near, but then 
I am surprised to find out you are living in my friend's old building. I never went inside the building, but I did pick him up and drop yeah. him off here a couple of times at the place. Yeah. I almost said the name of your building. <laughs> we, we've given reference <laughs> points a few times, and we were like, maybe we should be a little bit more discreet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> As you choke on water. That's how the podcast ends as Dave dies. The last drop I take one last sip and then choke. That was, yeah, that you, was, that was the drop of poison. <laughs> yeah, you don't want Mama June knowing exactly where you live after all the after all the trash talking you've been like, doing. I, I'm gonna come and get him now. <laughs> she's she's not gonna appreciate it. <laughs> so well thank you again for coming by and where can people find you on social media and how to follow um go david charles is my handle on twitter and instagram or um uh davidcharles.bandcamp.com you can find some of my music as i like to say it's uh what if a 33 year old man's main influences were taylor swift and Katy perry <laughs> that's that's what my last album was. <laughs> was me thinking I was much younger and hotter than I am. <laughs> I was just really trying to bank on that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm I'm glad that we could catch up and record our conversation and. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. Ho ho hopefully we can do something more outside of just recording a podcast since we live close enough and go to half of the same things. So. Yeah. But I mean, what more is there to life than just talking on mic yeah if you can't record it who cares yeah <laughs> and force other people to listen to it <laughs> hey, what we say is important what listen if, to koalas getting chlamydia what if three of us were allowed to hang out and you weren't allowed to talk <laughs> i put allowed in there too earlier in the what if three of us hung out and you weren't allowed to talk i think that's what i meant to say <laughs> But I was like, what if three of us were allowed to ta hang out? I don't know what this world is where we have to get permission to have a third. Stupid. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, thanks, Dave. Yeah, thank you.